0: What do you do when you have reached a dead end and are now driving in uncharted territory? Welcome to the Conquer Your Mountains Week 9 podcast titled, Stuck, How to Reroute Your GPS. And in today's episode, we will explore how you can navigate out of sticky situations. If you are following the Conquer Your Mountains reading plan, you are in week 9 that has the name, To Samuel, Light Giver of My Way. My name is Amanda DeWitt and I am senior editor at the Luca Faith and Inspiration imprint of Penguin Random House South Africa. We publish books that provide readers with engaging, high quality reading material, both fiction and non-fiction. I'm excited to be joining Mandla's podcast today. So let's kick off. Dr. Mandla, what are some common signs that you have driven into a dead end and are stuck in your current situation, whether it is personal or professional?
1: Thanks for that question, Amanda. In my experience, I find that you start to see signs that are either mental, physical, relational, or spiritual, that will give you a hint that a particular situation is getting to a dead end and you need to make a U-turn. From a mental side, uh, I've found that I'll start having repeating thoughts uh it's called rumination where the same thought plays over and over again in in my head you might experience for example that you are trying to sleep and that thought is still there and it's not going away and it's like a, a stuck record it just goes round and round and you feel like you you can't progress until you process that thought And that then leads to physical signs. So you might discover that you're feeling stressed, you've got headaches, you've got lack of sleep because things are going round and round in your head. It's amazing how things in our head can affect our whole physicality. You've got reduced energy. And I find for me that when those sort of things happen, it manifests in the physical realm, my energy drops. If I'm running, I find that I run slower because of the, the, the dead-end thoughts. And from a relational perspective, you might find increased conflict. So often when a project that you're working on is failing, uh, one of the key signs could be that there's more arguments with fellow team members and, and that that is also a sign that you shouldn't ignore and then on the spiritual side i think this is where things can get heated if you are at a dead end you might have feelings of hopelessness you might start to question the meaning of life you might be like a job where you have questions about suffering Uh, why Mm is this happening to me and if you are A believer, you might think that you've been abandoned by God. And once you get to that stage, you know that you're really at a dead end.
0: Those are actually all very familiar signs. I think a lot of people do find themselves facing those kind of things and not sure why. How can you identify the root causes of your dissatisfaction?
1: Yeah, so in my experience, when there's been dissatisfaction, uh, I've, for example, been involved in several businesses over my career, and when I've got to a stage where a business is failing and I'm experiencing those symptoms, which I I outlined earlier, what I found useful is to, first of all, self-reflect. Often especially when things are are at a dead end, often we tend to try and run even faster. So if a project is failing, you might feel that maybe you need to put in more time and more effort, but theoretically, if you're at a dead end, running faster won't really help you. So taking that moment to stop and self-reflect and ask yourself, What are the emotions that I'm experiencing? Why am I feeling this way? How long have I been feeling different from my previous emotional state? And what are the changes in my life that have happened recently that could tell me where that dissatisfaction is coming from? Because sometimes you might find that it's not the project that you that is at a dead end. It it might be a certain person in that project that maybe is not pulling their weight or yeah or maybe there's a a relational conflict and if you don't identify the root cause you might make the wrong decision you might abandon the project whereas maybe what you needed to do was to change people that are working with you on on that project and in that self-reflection you need to follow that up with identifying what your specific fears are so often when thoughts go around and around in our heads there could be deep fears that we're not willing to confront and that's that's where you end up with a lot of of rumination so you need to ask yourself what is the real thing that i'm afraid of you can see on the surface what your concern is but If I look at myself really deep down, what am I truly afraid of in this situation? Is it the fear of failure? Is it rejection? Is it the fear of looking bad? And knowing what that deep fear is helps you to get closer to what what the root cause is. So really what you're trying to do is to go deeper and deeper into that analysis and, and avoid shallow thinking. And some of that depth could help you identify if there's unresolved conflicts or traumas, And you might find that the feelings that you're experiencing merely the messengers, and going deep into the situation will help you find the true root causes.
0: That really makes sense to not address the symptoms and not waste any energy and time on that, but rather try to identify the root cause. That's really helpful. What are some strategies that to explore alternative paths that align with your values, goals, and passions?
1: Yeah, so when you look at alternative strategies, it's about learning how to operate in uncharted territory. I remember last year I was driving in a foreign country and the drive took me to a rural area where the roads were not paved. And I relied so much on GPS and when you're using GPS, you, you can tend to relax quite a lot because you just need to obey the instructions. But I got to a stage in the journey where the GPS hadn't marked that area. And all of a sudden I was forced to use other forms of navigation. Uh, I knew I had to come back by the same road. And now I was looking at the landmarks. Did I make a right turn at this particular tree that had this shape? How long did I drive until I got to this dwelling? So it was really finding new ways of, of navigation. And I think it's the same way you you can feel stuck in a dead-end situation. Find new ways to, to navigate. And those new ways could come with, it could be new skills, for example. Sometimes you can do a a short course. So let's say you realize that you're struggling with business development. There's so many short courses that you can do that help that particular area, or maybe it's a new technology that you're not used to. So it could be new skills, new knowledge, it could be new insights whether from reading uh, or social media and it could be chatting to people to get new perspectives and i think the combination of that is what will help you realize what is that alternative path that, that you you need to take you can succeed if you use those tips provided that early on you took that time to stop the bus and Uh, In my case, stop the car and self-reflect and convince myself that I now need a new way of navigation. The GPS is not going to work anymore. accept that I'll need to navigate differently and find a new tool that will help me create an
0: alternative path. It reminds me of that saying where it says the same thinking that caused the problem is not the same thinking that's going to solve the problem. What would you say are the dangers of not addressing the root causes and staying stuck?
1: Most of the dangers really in terms of your internal confidence, you can start to feel like you're you're going back in life. You you can lose time as well. Uh, So, Sometimes if you are stuck, it would be a lot quicker to stop that entire journey and start a new journey. But if you don't address that, it causes the challenges that you can keep on flogging a, a dead horse. And you, when you flog a dead horse, the amount of flogging that you give it won't make it start running. Yeah, so I think the biggest danger that I perceive is lost time and the other danger is lost confidence
0: absolutely and how can you overcome the fear of change uncertainty or failure that may prevent you from pursuing a different path
1: as i think it's important to chart what that path is because if you are building something new your success a lot of that success will come from knowing what it is that you're building so taking that time to stop and draft a new plan. And the new plan doesn't have to be perfect, but it does has to be a plan that will hopefully get you 75% of the way, because when you get to the 75% mark, you'll be able to come up with an alternative plan that will get you to the rest of the way. So get that plan in place. And it's important to then take small steps where you can get some very early victories. It can often feel daunting to do something totally new, but if it's small steps, you'll get some satisfaction. I was speaking to a friend in the last week and they've recently started running. They've taken comfort from being able to run three kilometers without stopping. And to them, that's a victory and it's something to hang on to. So take those steps that one kilometer, two kilometer, three kilometer run, just using running as an analogy. And when you repeat those steps over a month, before you know it, small journeys you are taking could become half marathons. So key is to keep moving. The other element is to avoid quick fixes. Yeah, so if you've broken a bone, putting a a Band-Aid won't fix it.
0: (laughs) No, it won't.
1: (laughs) And ultimately, you want to get to the stage where you feel empowered in what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, And you feel like you have a lot of momentum that will keep you moving.
0: Absolutely. So celebrate the small victories one step at a time and like the word says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. What are some examples of successful people who have switched careers, lifestyles, or even perspectives? And what can you learn from their stories?
1: So often people are good at switching in times of stress. I remember during the COVID-19 years, so many companies and individuals had to make huge changes. Like During the pandemic, we couldn't be close to other people. So before we knew it, people had adapted to working remotely, to using digital, to finding new ways to deliver products and services to to people. So with that, I'm confident that 100% of the 8 billion people on our planet are able to make a change if they really have to. The key question is getting to that point where you realize that you need to make a change. There's many examples of people that made huge changes. If you look at the founder of Amazon, for example, uh, Jeff Bezos, he started with a career in computer science before launching Amazon, which was a, a huge change. We look at the likes of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was he had a sports career, he changed into entertainment, World Wrestling Federation, and then ended up being a TV actor. So he had to make lo- lots of changes. 40th president of the, of the United States, Ronald Reagan, he was also an actor. And yeah, he became president at, at the, the age of 69. So there's so many examples where people have made massive pivots. And you find, interestingly, that the people who make huge pivots from something that might have been dead-end, you find that they succeed even further in their new direction. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that when you change paths, when you change direction, there's things from your failed path that you take forward. You've got a stronger level of resilience. You've got mental fortitude. You've got experiences that people who didn't have to make a change did not go through. So I think there is God for everyone to be able to make powerful changes in their life, uh, to be able to reroute their GPSs and to turn back if ever they reach a dead end.
0: It's actually very inspiring to think that usually from challenges and adversity, innovation and adaptation and creativity is born. This is really amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Mandla. We will end the podcast with an extract from Mandla's book, Conquer Your Mountains, Week 9.
1: Sometimes I found myself in the most intractable of situations, where solutions seem too far or too impossible to even contemplate. It could be a tunnel that seems to have a series of dead ends. And yet, with the right light, the alternative paths could become more visible.